Hi, I'm Trey Harriet. I'm a business coach for entrepreneurs at ADHD, and you're listening to Black Men Sunday. It's a Black Man Sunday. Time to put all childish things away. I refuse to be the man I was yesterday. Gotta put my best foot forward and elevate. What's going on, everybody? This is Black Men Sundays. I'm your host, Corey Sylvester Murray. We're talking about generational wealth. We're talking about finance. We're talking about business. And we're talking about mental health. And before we introduce today's guest, my brother Eric from Huntsville, a.k.a. Hunts Vegas, Alabama. Who do you have for our Black Men Sunday Spotlight, my brother? Hey, thanks, Corey. Uh, the person I have on Spotlight today is her name is Dr. Green. Now, this is a this the story of this. She's a major uh, this is a major breakout uh, that could change the world. So basically, uh, Ms. Green's a female. She has a work where she's not finished yet. She has cured a, uh, animals from cancer, not humans as of yet. However, her ultimate uh, laboratory time um, into humans will demonstrate the efficiency in the variety of cancer uh, models. Now, Dr. Green is one of the first major African-American women in the nation to earn a PhD in physics. She holds a distinction of being uh, only the second African-American woman and the fourth African-American female to receive a PhD in physics from the University of Alabama. Hey, Alabama, how about that? Uh, that's my spotlight for tonight or today, uh, Dr. Green. Again, I didn't finish catching her first name, but Salute to her and Corey, back to you. Definitely. I got you, Eric, man. That's a good spotlight, man. You've been missing for a little bit, man. I hope you brought me some food back from the uh <laughs> from the pastor's luncheon. Well, you know, I can always work something up for you. Oh, definitely. Yeah, because yeah, I'm gonna need to come out to Huntsville, man. So hey, welcome back, man. I appreciate you, my brother. Hey, I appreciate you. Definitely. All right, man. Let's go and introduce today's guest. We have Trey Harriet on the show. We're talking about ADHD. This sister's a business coach. This sister, when we're talking about owning businesses, she has four of those, four businesses. This sister here is a certified professional life coach. She's an entrepreneur. Like I said, she has four businesses. We're going to find out what Grow and Glow is. It's a coaching service, by the way, but we're going to find out in detail what that is. This sister comes with a bachelor's in psychology. She also has a master's in psychology. Trey Harriet. Welcome to Black Men Sunday, sister. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm ready to have this conversation. So you're a business coach to entrepreneurs with ADHD. Break that down to us. One of the toughest things about being an entrepreneur pretty much is like staying on task and being motivated to actually do the work every day. But when you have an executive dysfunction disorder, that makes it like five times much more difficult. So pretty much what I do is work with individuals who have ADHD or some type of executive dysfunction. And together we work on a customized system. The systems work better with people who have ADHD. That's efficient for you to run your business and make it to where it can still run, whether you're actually active there or not you know where did you decide you know i'm going to be a business coach after my two of my businesses didn't do well 
because it was around the time of the pandemic. And so um, I noticed that when I would implement certain strategies or advice from business coaches, it just didn't work for me, no matter what they said, it just didn't work. And so I had to find my own way. And once I did, I said, there's no way I'm the only one, like absolutely no way. There are plenty of people that have ADHD and that are business owners and have probably failed within their first year, um, probably lost interest in doing it and, you know, don't realize that there is help out there. There is support. There are other people out there that is just like you, um, especially when you're Black and neurodivergent, pretty special category to be in. You know, when I think of ADHD, I feel like ADHD is under is underdiagnosed in the Black community. Well, how do you feel about that? It's misdiagnosed a lot, a lot. ADHD actually is, for Black women, we get our diagnosis kind of in the same age range. You get diagnosed with depression first, then you get bipolar disorder, and the bipolar disorder is usually around 27, 28. Before then, they tell you, nope, you have ADHD. It's misdiagnosed so much. And there are a lot of Black women who don't realize that they actually have ADHD because it's assumed that it's just a white boy's condition. Nah, there's a lot of Black people who have it and exhibit it every day. And you would have shown symptoms as a kid. But unfortunately, a lot of our parents and guardians didn't exercise certain resources for that or didn't want their kids to be labeled. So unfortunately, we have to go through life extra hard until we get that support. So one of the things that um, made it a little difficult to ingest was there were certain things that I was doing as a kid that all of a sudden made sense, um, like the not being able to sit down because my brain is, is distracted or it's stimulated, it needs to do something, um, or talking all the time. It, again, my brain is, is always on the go. So um, what made it so hard was when I realized that, think of how many kids, how many Black kids are being misdiagnosed and are being mistreated because they have an undiagnosed mental disorder and they're being labeled as a bad child um, or they're out of control. And it's like, no, they're not. They're, they have a condition that nobody is paying attention to. And to be honest, that the people around him don't have the, the tools and resources necessary to help this individual. That it, it completely changes the mind frame. I don't think they're the, they're bad children. It's, their circumstances, just their circumstances. Yeah, it was just so sad to, to, to think about that it really put me on pause for a minute, like how many Black children are without any representation, guidance, support. Even if you do want to give them help, you still have to go through the parents. And if the parents don't feel like their child needs that or they just don't want to give it to them. Then the child is screwed. And it's, listen, take it from someone who got diagnosed as an adult. The longer you wait, the harder it is to manage. 
because it just gets worse as long as you don't deal with it. It comes with age. So I definitely have been on an advocacy of telling people, get diagnosed younger while they are children so that when, by the time they become adults, they won't have to do this huge lifestyle shift or change because they've been used to doing things for maybe 20 years or 15 years and now your brain suddenly doesn't work the same way and you can't do that anymore and you got and the older you are the harder it is to adjust and, and do things new and learn how to learn yourself because you have to learn yourself all over again it's a whole identity crisis after you get it too because it's like well is that me or is it the disorder am i smart or is that just a product of you know something else? Am I really gifted, or you know, it's a whole mental, whole mental thing. So definitely get it done when you are younger. And if you are diagnosed with ADHD or autism, nine times out of ten, one of your parents has it. That's another reason to go get tested. If your child has it, one of you has it. Either you or that child's other parent. And I've definitely had to implement that for myself. So like I said, I've had it. And so I have a two-year-old son and I have already started to go get him to make sure that he's okay and that I know how to manage and parent as someone who has special needs and might have to parent a child who also has special needs and still be an entrepreneur. These mental health has to do with everything in life everything. If your mental not right, neither will your business. Wow, great information. And let's talk about you for a little bit. Uh Grow and Glow Coaching Services is one of your businesses. First tell us, you know, the idea behind the business and also just how from a financial point of view you were able to get the business off the road. The idea behind it is pretty much helping others, but also helping myself. Um like one of my services is like body doubling. And so body doubling is pretty much, I'm just there on the computer screen while somebody is doing work. And you find that, you know, people are able to be more active when someone else is in the picture. So things like that. Um, and just pretty much helping to organize and sustain the flow of the business and deal with any personal slightly personal issues that may arise with that because you do have to deal with the personal part with business when you have ADHD. Uh, so tackling different apps, strategies and whatnot to use to incorporate and make your life a lot easier. It's already hard naturally as it is. And like I said in the intro, you have four businesses. So what type of from a financial point of view, because our show is Blackness Studies, we talk about uh, generational mm -hmm. wealth, but we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get, but we're taking care of the finance and the business right now. Because I mean, I'm just blown away. You have four businesses. I'm like, I'm trying to get one going. So give us some tips for brothers and sisters who are trying to get a business off the road, but you know, we find ourselves spending money in other avenues. We find ourselves, we may have a little nest egg for the business, but you know a uh, last minute bill or something happens in your home and now you're pulling from the money you never really get the business going so as someone with four businesses 
What tips can you give brothers and sisters that are trying to get, get their business started? First thing I would say is scale your business. Figure out what do you need? Because I think that's one of the biggest uh, unnecessary expenses is buying a whole bunch of stuff you didn't even need or you have an overflow of things. So scaling with what you need, first of all. And for my businesses, I didn't need a physical building. All of them are at home. So uh, I'm able to be at home. I have an office where I work out from. And as far as finances, I just write it off on the taxes on the following year because I'm at home and I'm utilizing office space for business. So that's writing off internet, gas, um, food, you know, virtually anything pretty much. From a business standpoint, um, I would say definitely figure out what your startup uh, expenses is going to be. How much is that? And figure out a way to fundraise for that. There are several ways to do so. There are grants. There's um, one way that we did with our first business is we utilized a um, prepaid card. So some um, credit cards, they'll have um, where it's secured. And so we went that way. So there's there's different ways to, to getting up funding and also utilizing other people's funding. Definitely. And I want to, you know, the reason why I have you on the show is, you know, I'm just, when I was on my Instagram and I saw you a business coach to entrepreneurs with ADHD, I said, wow. I need to have her on Black Men Sunday. So that leads right to my next question. You know, when we think of ADHD, a lot of the stereotypes are hyperactivity, you know, can't uh, can't really read a book for long periods of time, just things of that sort. So I feel like, um, but for the brothers and sisters that that I know that were diagnosed as children, a lot of them are successful business owners, but they tell me in the beginning, you know, running the business by yourself, just having to do the taxes, having to do the payroll, having to, you know, if you, if you're in a physical business, having to, you know, may have to clean the building, may have to, Mm -hmm. you know, things of that sort that it's so much going on that they needed some help. And I had no idea who to even Mm -hmm. advise. So now that I have you, I'm like, now I can send my brothers and sisters to you, but getting back to the question for brothers and sisters that have businesses that they're not, they're, I wouldn't say struggling, but they're not where they want to be at this point. And, you know, with their ADHD, it kind of gets in the way of them really getting it all com- fully completed. So how would you, like, what would you say to that? And how would you give advice? Scale back, scale back. That was one of the biggest difficulties that I had to deal with was being one person doing the responsibilities of an entire team. And unfortunately, when you're a Black entrepreneur, that's what comes with that. You are one person doing the duties and responsibilities of an entire team. And again, when you have executive dysfunction, that's pretty much setting yourself up for failure. It, it, it It was just a lot. You can't do that and still be productive other ways. So what I did was I fired myself. I fired myself. And that was a big deal because at the time I was very hands-on with everything. I had to 
to be a little bit controlling, like what is this doing? What is, who's doing this? And you know, that thing. So learning how to step back and allow other people to do it so that I'm not, you know, triggering or, or setting off the, the executive dysfunction for me. And I can focus on my duty, which is being the business owner. Wow. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's great information because, you know, a lot of black businesses, you know, you start small, you don't have the funds to hire others. And then that's where I think the triggers do come in. But for the brothers out there that are having successful businesses, brothers and sisters, because Black Men Sundays, sisters listen to our show as well. But, you know, for our successful brothers and sisters that have ADHD, but they still may be in their work environment, but they they may have triggers there, even though their business is, is successful. So as a business coach, like what advice would you have for those successful brothers? I would definitely say come up with a system that works for you. So I wouldn't pan it after someone else because what their ADHD looks like is not going to look like on you or the other person. So it's different. What my strengths are could actually be weaknesses for someone else. So I would say definitely get to know yourself. What do you need? What does your business need? And then go from there. And as far as like hiring out, you'd be surprised how affordable actually a lot of stuff is to hire out. And so what I'm actually planning on doing is setting up a um, a site where I can list a lot of resources that are free or low cost um, for ADHD entrepreneurs that they can look into who may have those issues of, well, I may not have the funds to uh, hire a customer service rep. Okay. There are virtual assistants available and they are affordable. Like I found one that was black owned by a woman and she does it for $25 a day. Just different tasks. So there are different ways that you can work around things now. And that's one of the things I love about the internet is it's practically endless. Yeah. And especially, you know, being a business owner online, you know, you're not needing a physical location i mean you're saving money right there so let's so let's talk about your uh cosmetic company empowered aesthetics okay and and... empowered with an i not an e okay because when written it looks like i'm powered oh i'm loving that yeah i see you have i see you're creative with the names like your clothing brand is au some t's i'm like awesome t's i'm like oh that's what that is okay yeah Yeah. so very 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 creative so let's talk about um like branding and branding of businesses i think you know that's one thing that we don't really talk about a lot on black men sundays but i feel like you know when i met you i feel like you do a great job of branding like so give us some tips you know we have a successful business whether we're an upstart business what branding tips would you give for entrepreneurs out there? Make sure your branding is consistent. That was something I didn't do well when I first started out. Everything was all over the places. Something here, something there, and, and it didn't, it wasn't congruent at all. So making sure that your branding is consistent. And this time around for me, it is because I am coaching individuals with ADHD. I have a clothing store that celebrates ADHD. So I'm working on keeping the consistency there. And that's not only with content, but color schemes, uh, brand stories, 
all of it. Make sure that it is consistent mm, great, and great. reflective of you because you're better able to market if it's something that you like or something that is personal to you. Kind of hard to market a business that you don't want to work with or have no interest in. And I think this works for me this time around because it's something that I have a genuine interest in. Yeah, no. up into that DHD, so. definitely, definitely. Now, I, I appreciate you coming on the show because, you know, you this is a very, very interesting topic. And I don't think I've really you don't, you don't really hear people talking about this much at all, especially in our community, you know. Because I feel like, well, I'm, I'm not going to say I feel like, but just, you know, in preparation of the show, doing my research, I did notice that in the black community, um, ADHD does go undiagnosed. That's when, you know, that's when we started the show. But because of that, I mean, you know, if you're an adult, because I know in my research as well, I, I read that a lot of people that that are diagnosed with ADHD are diagnosed from childhood. But if you're an adult, and I'm not saying you may think you have ADHD, but you weren't diagnosed with it. Like, is it too late to get diagnosed now? Mm -hmm. Majority of us have gotten late diagnosed. That's the term they call us now is late diagnoses. <laughs> Matter of fact, I got mine in 2021 because I figured the bipolar disorder wasn't correct. And lo and behold, it wasn't correct. And there were several other black women that that was a very familiar story with you get passed around through the medical industry and it's and adhd also looks different on black people let's just get into that that's one reason why it is underdiagnosed is it looks different so for black people we're always on the go always doing things got things going on so when you have adhd or when you first realize that you may have it you notice that your life is slowing down and it's slowing to a point where it's unmanageable. And you can't do the same things that you did before. And it's like, wait a minute, huh? I used to be able to do this with no problem. And now I got to fight my brain to do something so simple. Um, so yeah, it looks so different. Uh, for Black men, ADHD makes them look lazy. Makes them look lazy. With women, we look disorganized. Ours come out looking disorganized. Like everything is all over the place. The kids are not settled. We're frazzled. And so because we look different from what your typical, you know, white male or white females that get diagnosed with it, they just assume it's something else or they won't even at all. In some places, it takes like a year maybe longer to even get assessed for ADHD. And then it may not even be in your insurance network. So it's, it's like a multitude of, of reasons why we need it. It's just a multitude of reasons. Wow. And I applaud you. I applaud you, sister, you know, being a business coach, because I feel like, you know, just mental health, we don't really talk about it. It's kind of one of those things, you know, we, it's kind of in the house, but you, you don't you don't really talk about it much at all. Mm -hmm. So that's so that's really another reason why I made this platform to really bring these real life conversations on on our show. Um, because you know when I, you know when I was researching for this show, you know I I, I kept getting a bunch of 
uh, ADHD, successful entrepreneurs, successful entrepreneurs, but none of them looked like us. So it was interesting when you said, you know, to a, for a black man, it makes us look lazy. Mm -hmm. So that's, wow. That's, that's like very, the, the, a huge concern that I would hear with a lot of wives, but they're saying that their husbands are uh, lazy. They're disorganized. They put something down and can't find it again. And then they get upset about it or, um, it's hard for them to plan things. They they can't get get it all together, and they're just an irritant, general irritant to be with. And I'm like, ma'am, did you consider that he might have undiagnosed ADHD? And they're like, oh. And so I would show them resources, and they actually would figure out that the signs and systems match. It just looks different in us. So. Um, I try to help out with that, but before you be ready to throw him away, wait a minute. <laughs> Let's work with this. Um, there is help for this. There is support. And unfortunately, with mental health in general, there's a shame around it. So a lot of people may be diagnosed with certain disorders, but they certainly aren't to come forward about it or speak about it. Because there's that shame or guilt, maybe. So, what that's one thing I'd like to hope to change is starting more conversations in the Black community about mental health. Because if your mental health is is not right, neither will your physical. The body does what the mind tells it to do. So, if the body is sick, so is the mind. The mind is sick, so is the body. You know. So it's 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 one and the same. Definitely, definitely, because our show is about, you know, generational wealth. So when we talk about achieving generational wealth, you know, a lot of people, first thing they think of is just, I have, the, I have the finances to take care of the next generation. But one thing that gets passed down in the Black community is generational poverty. Also, generational trauma gets passed down as well. So what what can we do, especially in the ADHD community, what can we do as Black people to really bring this to the forefront? Find your community. That was a little fun for me. Um, it's actually fun when you figure out or, or realize that there are other quirky people like you and um, that you're not alone. And I think that's where social media kind of helped out a lot with me because I was able to find a lot of people who were just like me via uh, Instagram or threads. So find your community, definitely. Stay on top of uh, resources, mental health resources, if you come to come across them. You never know when you might need them. Definitely implement therapy. That's something we as a people tend to shy away from, but therapy works. It works when you do the work, though. And we have got to remove the shame. We can't have conversation if there are people who are going to be defensive or offensive about their views on, on, on mental health. One of the issues in, in the Black community regarding mental health is the misinformation. There's a lot of misinformation or there's no information at all. Um, like Black people are just starting to realize that Black folks too can get autism. And I have both, both autism and ADHD. So, uh, and there's that too. So it's, it's, I think more Black people should try to find a way to be more transparent and 
when you seek out that community, it allows you to be transparent. So you can see what other people are doing, how they're managing this. Okay, well, this person has this resource. They can help me with that or things like that. Definitely. Right, I cool. think what made it easier to um, come forward and, and want to share with is, like I said, removing that shame um, and embracing, I guess, the new me, if you will. So embracing it um, and also understanding it. When you understand what you have, then you know how to work with it and what to do with it. So by me learning my brain, I was able to work with it not against it. Removing that um, shame has helped a lot. So it's like, yay, I'm ADHD, I'm quirky, I'm weird, and so are you, and it's fine. So that's my take on it. And it's fun. So it's part of it. It's for me, it is, I'll say. Just giving people the, the opportunity to be able to, to be that. Some people feel like they can't be mentally disordered around certain people and I'm like no go ahead be you you know ain't nothing worse than being somebody else it's easy to just you know and acceptance acceptance that it's not a matter of something is wrong with you your brain just works different ADHD more so affects performance it's it doesn't mean you're an idiot most people who have ADHD are actually highly intelligent um, it doesn't mean you're incompetent. It means you can still do certain things, certain tasks. You just have to go about it a different way. Definitely stop trying to do too much. And when you're an entrepreneur, we tend to do too much. When you have ADHD, you have to break that down into smaller systems that you can manage, according to you, and go from there. You got to stop doing too much. Okay. Okay. Well, um, I have one more question for you. Are you enjoying yourself on Black Men Sundays? Yes. Definitely. Then I, you know, I definitely appreciate you coming on the show, you know, you know sharing, because I feel like there's other brothers and sisters out there that are going to hear this and have a relation. So, you know, that that's why we do this show. And, but before I let you go though, um, you know, cause we, we talked about the entrepreneurial um, brother and sister with ADHD, but what about the brothers and sisters that are just, you know, working a, a normal nine to five job? They're, you know, having some issues there. What advice would you say to those brothers as well? Because I don't want the brothers to email me and say, man, you're talking about all these, you know, CEOs and entrepreneurs. What about the regular guys that have ADHD? My master's capstone was pretty much around this. What I'll say to people is if you sh pretty much struggled in university, you're going to struggle in the workplace if you have ADHD because the structures are very similar. Therefore, I would highly suggest on the job, um, look into their ADA accommodations. Many times companies have them. They just don't like to tell people they have them. So you kind of got to ask and see what their accommodations are and how does that fit with you. Some of them, the, the accommodations are not really adequate, but, you know, so try it out and see what that is. And if it doesn't work, then work with them on some recommendations or accommodations that will work. For example, if you're the type that is overstimulated by noise, work with HR 
and let them know that you have that and that you'd like to be accommodated by working in a quiet space. So they can, you know, you still do your work, but you're just in a different environment. Um, same thing for executive dysfunction. If you know that there's difficulty with you juggling tasks, reach out, let someone know, and let, let them know. And you should be able to come up with a system where you can do certain tasks that you're able to do or something else that's able to be manageable for you. Unfortunately, when it comes to the ADA law, yes, it's a federal law, but there are loopholes around it and where a lot of businesses and companies are able to skirt having to accommodate people with special needs. And it also makes it a little difficult to just maneuver through life when people aren't willing to accommodate or help you. And for many people, your first struggle with ADHD, especially if you're late diagnosis, if you didn't get it in university, you'll get it in the workforce. Because typically mental disorders show up in college. Between the ages of 17 to 22, that's when they start to rear their ugly head. Definitely look into their, their special needs policies and implement them. I've had to, to come out of that, um, you know, I'm a Black woman, I can do it all, and this, that, and the third, and no, I'm getting the help. So if there's something in, in that uh, business or that school system or that organization that I'm able to use to accommodate my disorder, any means to make me being there or doing whatever I need to do a lot easier, I'm doing it. Therefore, a lot of people definitely do it, you know, uh, make things easier for you. I wouldn't be so concerned about folks saying, well, you, you trying to live the easy life or you're lazy. No, I have a mental disorder and my life is already difficult. So why would I make it more difficult by adding more tasks to it or adding more difficulty or things that I can't do? Ask for help. Ask for help. You got to get out of that pride. Ask for help. Ask for help. Yeah, We're going to end it just like that. Trey Harriet, thanks for coming on Black Men Sundays. I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. Great information. Great show. Um, and enjoy the rest of your week. Oh, and happy early birthday, by the way. Thank you. It's a Black Man Sunday.